What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do this than the power of conversation? I am Mark Francis in the host seat today without Caleb Pearson. And to my right, you're watching at home. Left is the lovely Miss Alicia Battaglia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're back at it once again. Yeah, it's good to be here, and we're missing Caleb. He's that's okay. Yeah, we we get by without him. Yeah, right. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you can't you can't only beat up somebody so much when they're not here. Right. Okay. Right. How are you, Mark? I'm fine. We have once again our senior pastor, Mark Carey. Good to be back in the in the pulpit this past week. Yeah, and. you have more from Romans to continue to unpack, yeah, right? Guess what? <laughs> Back to Romans. Back to continues. Romans. And that's yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, I tell you, there's a buzz in the church right now. Something about the anticipation of getting to Romans 13, the the prolonged delay to get to Romans 13. Mm-hmm. Now that we are here, I at least sense that. And I don't know if you guys sense that as well. Just conversations are stirring from a buzz of, man, scratching their heads, are, are we hearing what, what we're hearing from the pulpit? And is this really God's word? Yeah. And so how, how and we Dennis, wrestle with that. Yeah, so, Dennis did a fantastic job too. So that bu- that wasn't snoring? I thought it was <laughs> no, snoring, I heard. No, there is not snoring <laughs> happening with these. No, I, I think it's it's just rattling people a little bit, which is good. And I think that's the, that's the, that's the goal, is to wrestle with God's word. What is it really saying? And, and am I living according to God's word or am I living according to what I want to do? And I think that's what's happening here with Romans 13. So, Alicia, I'll turn to you. I mean, send us kind of what your big takeaway was from this past week. Yeah, well, so you, you entitled the sermon, Pastor Mark, Paying the Never-Ending Debt. And so I, I envisioned like this bank account with this never-ending debt. Uh, debt of like, okay, well, we're going well, to make a payment of love because in uh, our verse, Romans 13, 8 says, oh, no one anything except to love each other. Mm. So there's this constant outstanding debt of love that mm. we owe. And as soon as we make a payment, we're still in debt. <laughs> it's that, it's a, that debt that's never going to uh, go down. It's always outstanding. And so um, in light of owing no one anything except to love in verse 8, and then all the way to verse 14, Paul tells us to put on the Lord Jesus Christ to make no provisions for the flesh, to for the flesh and to gratify its desires. And I pictured um, a sandwich, like <laughs> Let's call it a love sandwich. And you, you've got the top of the bun. Uh, and that top of the bun is like, I was thinking about verse 12 or chapter 12, verse 1 by the mercies of God, how we present our bodies. And it's by God's love that we had these mercies. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's kind of, you know, God's love is that, that top layer. And then the, chapter 12 you went through those challenges challenges for the followers of jesus to to bless and to be humble never pay back evil to be at peace and you went through that list from chapter 12 and i thought oh that's kind of like sandwiched in there and then we also have what we've learned in 13 and including our civic duties and walking properly and then i think that the the end here in um 13 and our command to 
well the well the love is the fulfillment of the law and as we love god and love others and that's kind of like that last layer of the sandwich um and it just is this picture of what it looks like to put on the lord jesus Hmm. Mm -hmm. good i'm hungry i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) get that sandwich going i love sandwich yeah (laughs) absolutely so mark i'll go to you and we haven't asked this question a lot recently, but has there been things on the cutting room floor that that didn't make the sermon that you want to elaborate on? Anything that stands out from this week or even week prior? Well, not necessarily, because I do think it's a pretty basic, straightforward, simple, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, after everything had been said, he was still saying it. I mean, so yeah. at some point, yeah. you, 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 sure. there, there, there is not necessarily maybe some finer details, but that, that, that don't necessarily enhance the argument. Uh, the, the, it is interesting how Paul comes always back to the theme of love. Yeah. And it's when he thought that he had said everything that was needed to be said about love, he was still saying it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we put a lot of time in chapter 12, let love be without hypocrisy, all that the whole rest of that chapter talks about the government and then he comes back to oh no man anything but the love of him and he, he comes back to that theme yeah now he's writing under divine inspiration and um he, I, I don't know how for sure that works because it was uh, you know the peter says holy men of god were moved upon by the holy spirit to write down you know the the, the truth of the gospel um Paul is writing this to real people who are struggling in the, the, the at the center of world power in Rome, and uh, to to Jews and Gentiles, part of the body of Christ, struggling as they would in, in this uh, pagan country. And um, as he's writing this under divine inspiration, he comes back to the theme of love, mm. and it's mm. it's. Uh, it says something about the significance. I guess you could spend another whole two, three, four sermons probably continuing to build from the Old Testament and even on into the New Testament some more on this concept of God's love and, and why that is preeminent. I did refer back to uh, Ephesians 5. You know, we are to be imitators of God, mm-hmm. Paul says. Um, and then verse 2, chapter 5 says, and walk in love, yeah. mm-hmm. just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. We're always coming back to that theme. So I, I, um, when, I, when I was studying this and came upon that, and, and, you know, okay, verse 8 is the next section, 8 through 14, and oh, good grief, love again. <laughs> I mean, we just spent, you know, in June, there are seven sermons but boy on do love. We, but boy, do we need it. But that is what yeah. we keep coming back to. And and why? Why? I mean, we, we just can't gloss over it so quickly. And I do, I think the, the passion that I sensed in, in pre- presenting this message is that I, I think there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of passion being thrown out there today about the issues of the day. And it does stir your passions. Mm-hmm. It does stir our concerns our fears, or whatever mm-hmm. else it might be. Um, but I, 
we, we, that must not overshadow our calling as God's people to owe no man anything but to love him. Yeah. And uh, now, yeah, I, we could have unpacked that more. Specifically, what does that look like? How do we love people in these things? And I do hope community groups, if they're going through the sermon apps uh, from the sermon, that you're fleshing that out. What does it look like for yeah. me to, right. to, to love uh, in this crazy world in which we live? And it doesn't mean that, and I said this, but it doesn't mean we sweep sin on the carpet or ignore right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a more of a, a throwaway comment I said in the sermon, not fully developed what that, what that looks like. And so mm-hmm. what does it mean for the parent? What does it mean for dealing with a, the school board? What does it mean for uh, an eighth grader uh, who's dealing with a bully? I mean, what, in the practical day-to-day life, um, well, for me this out. morning, I woke up with practical application because I, I woke up to a text from a family member who um, was just informing me about some things that were happening um, at his work for just unjust, unfair. <laughs> and my flesh just, I, I was so angry, just like, oh, no, this is so wrong. And there are things that are very wrong um, about it. Um, but, and, and I said in my text, I'm really having a hard time applying Romans 13, you know, <laughs> loving. But the, the Holy Spirit quickened my heart quickly. And I loved that you brought that out the, in eight, from chapter 8 um, in verse 4, um, because <coughs> it's we who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And the Lord was so kind to remind me of that, that I... I have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. I have to take that robe and not gratify the desires of my flesh because I want to be angry. Um, And there is a place for righteous anger, but I wanted, uh, I I had retaliation (laughs) anger. I wanted to retaliate. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of these things that we've been talking about, my flesh was just bucking against. And so um, I just had to pray through that, asking the Lord to help me to be robed. And I, I, that image of putting on that robe of light, Mm -hmm. being clothed in the the light of Jesus um, and not gratifying the flesh. It was, um, it's a spiritual battle, but it has to be um, one that is one in the spirit. And that is where, that's the only power that I have to fight these fleshly, worldly desires because the world would say retaliate. Um, but that's not what God has said. And there's so much we can learn about love. I mean, God is love. So as we continue to grow in our knowledge of God, we're growing in our knowledge of love. And we, we need that lesson. We need that continual unfolding day after day of what does it look like to love your neighbor, mm. as Romans 13 is calling us to do. Yeah. What does that really look like? I mean, I, I mean, in my own flesh, I'm not going to love anybody. But through the Holy Spirit, I'm going to be able to have that power to love and love unconditionally the way that God has loved us. And he is love. So as we grow in our understanding of him, there should be this natural outflowing of love to others. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Colossians chapter 3. three. Yes, that's exactly where it, the it, Lord brought me this morning. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. And you've put on you know, yep. the new self. So that yep. is who we are. But he yep. says in verse uh, 12, so then um, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, 
put on a heart of compassion. And these are descriptions, I think, right. of Jesus. Mm. So a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving each mm. other. Mm. And whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so you should also forgive. Yeah. And beyond all these things, put on love. It's the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ and rule in your hearts, mm-hmm. to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. Now, I think, granted, I do think he's predominantly talking about within the context of the body of Christ that sure. we need mm-hmm. to. And that, I do think, is a primary focus, which, again, should grieve us that there is, there can be contentious spirits and things that are going on in discussions about, uh, you know, different beliefs or the ideas of the world today. Um, we, we need to put on that attitude of kindness and humility and patience and gentleness and, and, and love towards one another. But again, it doesn't mean that you... Well, and Paul reminded us in chapter 11, verse 38, for from him and through him and to him are all things, to him be glory forever. And there is this aspect of, okay, we can be sucked in to what's happening in our world around us, um, or we can make this deliberate action to put our eyes on who God is and see, oh, wait a minute, our sovereign God is bigger than all of this. And all of this is ultimately for his glory. And what is my response going to be in this circumstance? One thing, going back to your question, Mark, of what's on the cutting floor, verse uh, 10 does talk about uh, love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Yeah. Of course, the question is, who is my neighbor? Mm. Which I was going to share. Well, initially, I was thinking of going to the a parable of the uh, Good Samaritan, where the guy mm. asks, mm-hmm. you know, who is my neighbor? And, and really, the, Jesus' answer is he tells the parable. It's not really who, who is my neighbor, but whose neighbor am I? Who, mm-hmm. who, whose need do I see mm-hmm. as I pass along the road of life? Mm. Do I pass on the other side? What is my responsibility? Uh, what What does it mean to owe no one anything but to love him? What does it mean to love my neighbor? And, and that no good wrong? Samaritan, he he paid the debt of yeah. the that fallen man. He he also paid the debt for the people who wronged that fallen man by coming up and caring for him for you know binding his wounds and then taking him to the end and paying for his care like there he's in action paying this debt of love it's really a very vivid picture is is that the good guy in that parable was the samaritan to whom the jewish leaders (laughs) right would have would have would have been despised yeah he was essentially an enemy they were the enemy but he was the good guy (laughs) right so you know the 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 uh, wisdom and the um uh, cleverness, I suppose, mm-hmm. of Jesus mm-hmm. in, in sharing that. But it, it again begs the question, all right, who, so who is my neighbor? And I think, so that, that's another question that has to be wrestled with in a very practical yeah. way. And mm-hmm. it, it can be the person across the street who has a need, uh, the uh, elderly uh, acquaintance who needs encouragement, a, yeah. a, a single mom who needs a, a, a hand up. You know, so it's you, you can't. It's so hard to come up with specific applications because it could be different for mm-hmm. every one of Everybody. us in any given day. Yeah, that's where you were saying 
We have to clothe ourselves with Jesus and be uh, walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. We live our, our lives open before him. I mentioned, you know, what does it mean to put on Jesus? Just every morning we get up, we put on our clothes, but let's put on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Basically saying, Lord, you need to use me today. Mm -hmm. I want you to shine through. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want your enablement, your power. And we go through life with an awareness yep. of, of our situational awareness of the people around us. And we have to be very careful then. I mean, I'm speaking to myself here, very careful of guarding our tongue or guarding our, our, mm -hmm. our discussions. Uh, if it doesn't edify, if it's not uplifting, and again, that's a concern. I just in a lot of conversations with born-again believers who can get so exercised over yep. the, yes, let's call it what it is. It's a horrible direction this country is going, going towards, and has been, quite frankly. It's, not, it's nothing new in the last seven months. But it, it, it's, it's very concerning. And it, it's going to have ramifications on ourselves, on our mm -hmm. kids, on our grandkids. The, the policies that are being made mm -hmm. and all these things that are happening. Okay, so but is what that manner of man should we be? Is mm -hmm. that concern and is that anxiety then causing us to have a lack of love towards other people? Yeah. Is, so yeah. there's this mm -hmm. tension that are we puffing ourselves up so much that we're getting angry in the culture, or in the government, or in the politics so much so that like we're not showing love the to concern. the world around us. And That's that is, yeah, it's discouraging. And yeah. when we see that yeah. here on our own body, it's discouraging. So I, I love how God weaves together a consistent message for us as a body. Mm -hmm. And there's something about like the timing of where we are with Romans to bring us to where we are in our culture today, to where we're consistently talking about love, to where we have this first part of Romans 13 about government and how we live our lives in light of that, to then this behind the scenes in my mind of where I'm working with other pastors here in the church of where our fall focus is going to mm -hmm. be of overflow, pouring out God's love towards others. And, and it's going to be a consistent message that mm. our body is going to be hearing over these next several weeks and months to come because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> we need that that understanding of what does it look like, what did God do for us with his love for us, and how do we show that love to others? And and it's to our families. It's to others inside of our own church body. It's to people who are partners with in the global church. And it's to our, our community, our neighbors, people that don't know God. There's a whole target of people. The Good Samaritans, yeah, who's my neighbor? It's everybody. And, and But how can we really be intentional to focus on every single day who am I going to be showing love to, yeah. and to think intentionally about it? Yeah, we're it's it's and as fascinating. Paul also said in this passage that we brought out, it's so then while we keep our eyes on that, who is my neighbor? We also keep our eyes on who is my Lord. When you know the mm -hmm. the, the return of the Lord, yeah, yeah. Uh, the night is almost right. over. The day, the is, day is near. Yeah, um, and I I do think um, uh, someone it made, made the comment. You know maybe. Paul also had in mind just the fact that we're going to die. You know, our death is imminent. Well, he may have meant that. I, I don't think that was would be that encouraging to say that. Mm. Uh, but I do think he's referring to. He said, "Your salvation is nearer than when you first believe." And I do think he's talking about uh, the redemption of our body. I went back to Romans mm. eight and the coming. The coming of the Lord, I think, is in view, and. Um, we have to keep that uh, in our focal point because that's the incentive. That is that is motivating. Mm -hmm. um, do this, he says in verse eleven, knowing the time. Yep. Uh, but if you don't know the time, and 
you know, we're going, we're, we are losing here at Fellowship Bible Church uh, one of the key voices for eschatology, uh, mm-hmm. for an uh, uh, um, uh, expert on the last days, and that's Don Den Hartog, who, who uh, is wrapping up his time in the Woodstock Church and heading down to uh, over to Kansas. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Don would often remind us of the value of... Uh, of of studying eschatology and the things of the mm-hmm. last days, because as the New Testament writer said, it's mm-hmm. there's something purifying about that. So mm-hmm. that was another mm. key theme we could have dealt a lot more on, and just didn't have time in a sermon. But it's there, mm-hmm. and that is a motivating. We understand the events of today, I think, better by having an eternal perspective. Uh, if you put it all in light of this grand plan of God that is coming to its consummated end in terms of this world, um, I think we would it would give us maybe more peace. It would calm us down from the frenetic uh, life that we sometimes live, and it puts events and different things in of life in pr- proper perspective. Yep. Um, look, and I day, think darkness is almost gone. Seeing, like, seeing that as we are watching the night being far gone, and and seeing the day is at hand, um, and in light of what's happening, the 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 hard things that are happening around us, even seeing that is a gift of God to help us to um, to be mindful of those things. And I'm just thinking, in our families. In the last couple of weeks, we've had three people uh, who've died. Mm. Um, one was a, an elderly neighbor who we were neighbors with 15 years ago. One was my husband's co-workers, and another was a young lady who, in in our uh, homeschooling community, who tr- tragically died. And so we have these stark uh, reminders of the brevity of life mm-hmm. that help us like to really prioritize what what is important what what is it that really matters about life right now and then if we look at like what's happening in Haiti after the earthquake and what's happening in Afghanistan and for our brothers and sisters in Christ there and for the women in Afghanistan like these are heavy 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 things and so i think that for us christians it is sobering that we realize that this this darkness is we're right now we're at the we're on the dawn and even though this message from Paul is 2000 years old we we have we have this hope that is is not waning and every day we are getting closer to that day when um we God's going to make all well, things right. How many times in the sermon did we say people need Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, I should have documented that. I mean, I, I think that came <laughs> yeah. out at least 15, 20 yes. times. Yes. And that's that's what it's at. That's We're showing the love of Christ, of Jesus, to the world around us because they need him. It doesn't matter <laughs> what our anxieties are, what you, anger you might have at certain people. The people in, in charge of leadership of our government need Jesus. And the yeah. people around us, our neighbors, need Jesus. Right. And, and that's that's the hope that we have, mm-hmm. we've got to pass that on mm-hmm. to yeah. the world yeah. around us. Yeah. The, the bottom line is that there is a heaven and there is a hell. <laughs> and if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, um, then your eternal destiny is hell, is separation mm-hmm. from God for all of eternity. Um, and 
the people that we are engaged with, our neighbors, in that broad sense of the term, <clears throat> that's the bottom line, is if they don't know Christ as their Savior, um, the, the, the bad things that they might be doing today, or the bad policies that a politician might be doing, or the bad whatever, <clears throat> it's going to have profound negative impacts on our life situation today. Hmm. But if they don't know Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, um, that one fact about them will have profound impact for all of eternity. And as children of light, um, as citizens of heaven, Jesus told us, go into the world and make disciples mm -hmm. of, 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 of me. And, and um, our primary concern needs to be how can we effectively engage this world mm -hmm. because that's the ultimate understanding of love and 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 you think think about it one of the first steps of expressing that love is helping that person realize yeah. he mm -hmm. is a sinner yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. that uh, it, 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 he he is on his way to hell and he needs yeah, love, being loving doesn't always mean being comfortable no. saying things that make you feel no. warm and fuzzy sometimes love is is those hard truths hard of like truth. this is where you're at and this is who you need that's, that's right. where i think we all need just those practical examples or modeling how do we engage people yeah. in love in conversations like that yeah you know how can we take it to just the regular mundane to you can't just bash them over the head and be like you need jesus yeah, there, yeah. there's a, a delicate sensitive way that the holy spirit's going to lead you hopefully to have those conversations yeah and i uh, we're hoping in november um mm -hmm. Uh, for the four weeks and Sundays in November that we're going to put a, a, a focal point and a theme on personal evangelism. It's one thing to call people, you know, hey, people need Jesus. We got to get out there and share Jesus. Well, <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. And um, uh, so hopefully in November, we're going to give some practical steps on, on how we're going yeah, to be doing good. that and, and mm -hmm. uh, equip the saints a little bit in that. And, and by the way, uh, just off the top of my head, I realized that... Uh, this coming Saturday, if you're listening to this, I think it's this coming Saturday, there's an organization down in Woodstock in Shenandoah Valley, uh, Shenandoah County. It's an apologetics ministry. And last June, they brought in Josh McDowell and previous other people. They've brought in um, high-powered apologists for the mm. Christian faith. This coming Saturday, or maybe it's in September. Gee whiz. See, now, don't trust what I say. <laughs> Will it be on Do I need to look it up right September now? September <laughs> 20th. It's, it's, and the Winchester Church of God is going to host it. Okay. But it's oh. Lee Strobel. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did yeah. see it something about the, that. It, yeah. It might, must be in September. It might be. We'll, we'll, we'll confirm Go to and bed. let people yeah. know. I mean, yeah. any opportunity like that to be equipped by someone like a Lee Strobel, right. and mm -hmm. wow. the case for faith, the case for Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, we we can have these take these opportunities to how to equip you. Yourself. You ask a really challenging question that was very convicting. You said in in your sermon, "Will my words or actions hinder someone from seeing who Jesus is?" And um, I was like, "Ooh, that pricked my heart." Because as ambassadors, we we have this message of be reconciled to God, and so in communicating that with people. Obviously, it's got to be you know, blanketed in love um, and grace yeah. and truth. And how do we do that? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, it always comes always. back on that. 
That yes. situational, situational awareness from the power of the Holy Spirit so that you're at a restaurant and you're talking about, you know, church life or sharing a Bible study with somebody and you leave a measly tip. Mm. And the, the waiter, the waitress has heard all those conversations and then you walk away with that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or, you know, you're, you're driving your car and, uh, you know, you cut somebody off or you get mad at somebody and, you know, uh, you, you, you give some... Some tell something about their grandmother or something, you know. And but on the bumper sticker is, you know, Jesus is the only way. So, yeah, it's we owe it to them. We are indebted. We are debtors of love. Go back to that thing. Yes, we just and that was the thing that helped me in this morning was to remember I am a debtor. The only thing that I have to give is love. Yeah, and then more love yeah. and more love. And, and my only source is by the is power the, of right. the is Lord. putting on Jesus. Yes. And, and if we could just walk away with that truth and begin living it out in his power, I, I think this world, there was something would happen. Something would change. Mm-hmm. And um, um, anyway, that's I, I think that's the essence of what Paul was uh, concerned about. And then yeah. Romans 13. Good conversations. And just fact-checking, Lee Strobel is going to be at Winchester Church of God Saturday, September 11th. Huh. And it's, so a, wait, so it's a free event. That's here in Winchester. Yes. Here in Winchester. Not, not in no, the they're sponsored. It's yes. the apologetics ministry oh. from Shenandoah County. Oh, okay. But they're going to have it up here. Having okay. it here in town. So September it's a free 11th. event. Um, 9.30 to 3 o'clock. Yeah. So you, so you have to just, pre-register? It does not say that? anything about I that. Think it's a free, con- it, free th- probably a free will offering, but yep, there's a website you can go to and check it all out. So um, wow, faithandreasonapologetics.com. Yeah, there you go. So nice, good, yeah, really good. good. Call. When yeah. my son Stephen was a student at Tech, Virginia Tech, uh, Strobel. That so I mean he's 39. So anyway, it's a long time ago, 20 years ago. Uh, Strobel came down and spoke to the mm. uh, Camps Crusade na- navigators in a varsity that mm-hmm. they all got yeah. together. And there was there was several thousand students mm. at the auditorium to hear Lee Strobel. He's a great speaker. Yep. So it got be well story. worth uh, folks coming in here. Yep. Again, faithandreasonapologetics.com is where you can find Thanks, out Mark. information about it. Yeah. Man, so, I'll tell you what, you're the, you're the man. More about here at FBC. There's plenty of ministry opportunities coming up. You know, if you were in, in our church this past week, there's a piece of paper that you could have gotten when you first entered and mm. left the building. What color just, was it? It was bright orange. Bright Let orange. Me tell you, you cannot miss it. And, <laughs> and that it, is going to tell you all the facts of what's happening here at church. Don't put it on, a, what, on water, because I had my paper and I went to the bathroom, washed my hands, and there uh-huh. was water. It stained Did the it counter. Oh, <laughs> we're blaming you. The yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> Because a crime scene. Have Larry Mendoza hunt you down. Yeah. <laughs> the facilities guy here at FBC. So just go to the website for all those details. We've ha- kind of hit on this. The the focus coming up is called Overflow. You're going to be hearing more about that. The kickoff to that is going to be actually a water day on Saturday, September 4th. This is going to be a fun outing. That was another fellowship together event. Hmm. And let me tell you, school year is starting, which you know youth have their kickoff this week. There's Move Up Sunday um, in nursery and children's ministry. We still need volunteers to help, but that we're going to have the nine o'clock service is going to be uh, have availability mm-hmm. for children's ministry. Okay. So there is just all kinds of stuff happening. Been FBC a year and a half like. since we've had uh, children's ministry yeah. at the nine o'clock yeah. hour. We're yeah. kicking that so off. So praise God! Week. Thank you yeah. for those who are stepping up and volunteering you for bet. that and uh, continue to serve because there's plenty of other opportunities in the fall here coming up where we do need, we need help, we need people. So Mm -hmm. I'll just plug it that way. 
sign up and, uh, and get plugged in here at FBC. Grow, connect, and serve. So um, thank you guys for watching and listening. Continue to find us um, on our podcast website, fbcvi.life slash podcast. Share your thoughts, share your stories. We love to hear questions from you as well. So the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant to take just an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.